RFID is an interesting topic in and of itself. Well, there's that, a new one too. There, there is. Yeah. So, what do you know about it? Not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, it used um, to be like the early days of the RFID that I remember was um, for forever. Retail was talking about it, and, and you know, some of our old clients did that. They were like. We want to control, you can control inventory. I know Walmart spent years researching it. You have RFID chips you can put on all your products. Mm -hmm. And we can keep track of inventory, what's in the store and out of the store. But that became a complex logistical nightmare to keep track of all this stuff. It didn't have to be. It seems like now they've evolved to this new version of RFID where I'm seeing the new like Amazon. Yeah, like Amazon cool. came out. I was so pissed because I actually, I was going to talk about that because yeah. I had that idea a long time ago. <laughs> about being able to walk oh, out yeah, of the store Amazon and pay. Go, and I'm like, they See, like, oh, little known so story. Bad. I don't know if you remember. So we were, who were we talking to? We were talking to, it, maybe it was like Urban Outfitters. This was years ago when we were when oh, they were our client, yeah. right? And we were talking to them, and I remember visiting their headquarters, and we were hanging out with them. Maybe it was Urban Outfitters. We were doing our, our shtick, and they were exploring with ways to pay. I, I want to say it was them, and they were exploring with ways to pay with an RFID chip. And like, Interesting. That was the hot topic then. I was like, you just put everything in your car, and you just walk out the door. And yeah. it, you know, it'll reduce shrinkage. It'll be just this great thing for business. But nobody ever did it. No. And I think it was just because it was like to get RFID chips inside of all of your products was mm -hmm. like a nightmare. And then to be able to track reliably at the door yeah, that's was an even more point. nightmare. And then like you have to adjust your inventory and you have to do all that mm -hmm. stuff as well. And it's like – and then you have to tie to it's people's credit cards and mm -hmm. you have to do all this stuff. But like an app solves that stuff. Well, like, like, anyway, I don't know. That was really interesting. Is what – the pivoting point was, you know, because once you were able to buy from your phone without your card, that mm -hmm. solved the problem. Um, yeah. Before there was no secure way to associate a card with your phone. Is that how the Amazon thing works? Like Apple Pay yeah. or something? Well, or? Yes and no. Amazon already has all your info anyway. So it's whatever tied to your account that you already have on file. So mm -hmm. like your primary checkout account. Yeah. 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 I think the cool thing with That's that is, um, is the, the cart, the proximity, the RFID proximity. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the interesting part because it, it knows that you're holding it in mm -hmm. relationship to your phone, you know, rather yeah, than, yeah. you know, it's over there yeah. or it's, you know, yeah, yeah. it knows that, oh, I'm, I'm taking that with me. And again, I don't think, I don't think inventory is the problem. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's called a library. That's how they handle books. It's right. an RFID chip. Yeah, yeah. And it's silly too because like it's that stupid white sticker with the spiral metal thing that all you have to do is peel back to get the two connections and you can reprogram. Like yeah. it's, it's silly easy. So I'm curious how Amazon's going to deal with some of that. Like the, yeah, the trail markers. Yeah. The gamify interactions. Like, mm -hmm. like earn, it's like, sort of like Pokemon go. Um, so like you're out in the real world, yeah, yeah. You're sort of collecting stuff. Yeah. Um, what's I have? um, Oh, I thought it'd be fun to do like a pop-up like basketball court. Um, or maybe if you're like, is it chance? Somebody's got one in their, in their store. Mm -hmm. You know, but what if you, um, again, if, if you had an app and like beacons and RFID, you could, you could figure out court position. You know what I mean? Like you do know where they were in the court. You could almost do. I get like thinking uh, like shoe retail. Yeah. Well, you could you you could not only like walk through certain plays because of that Michael Jordan thing. That's what I was thinking of. That's which is the, super the cool. Nike did that where they yeah. reenacted the big shots that right? he had. So college and and yeah. Bulls career. They you yeah, could, and, you, and it would change the audience. It would and, change the audience, yeah. and you, and wherever you were on the on the court, it would be the shots. Yeah, You could exactly. reenact the shot. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking too, like, what if you did that, but then. You, I mean, it's more like bank shots, but you could you could almost put a laser pointer where the ball had to hit on the backboard, mm -hmm. so you weren't just dicking around. Like you could shoot, and it would sort of train you. But oh, it sure. Knew where you were, yeah. So you just you just hit the laser pointer with oh, the ball. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. So based on your location on the court, it would 
point a laser at yeah, the goal. Yeah. And then you, or especially you if you're like, shoot there. If you're, like, like, you're trying something on or like, mm-hmm. um, same thing too. Like if it were, um, again, a reason to go to the store, like VR, mm-hmm. um, if you're able to sit yeah. in a game, like mm-hmm. you want to see that championship bowls game. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just a couple chairs, but again, that would drive you to the store because that's the only place to interact with that stuff. Um, race a pro. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know exactly how they do it, but like if you, you rigged up a track, like track and field, thinking mm-hmm. shoes, and had a white, like the whole inside of the track was covered. It was like a yeah. big white, you know, a six, eight foot sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in there they had um, like a projector yeah. on a on a rig, so you could race the pro. Oh, yeah. So like starting blocks, but then it's projected on the white so screen. So it's literally right next yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah. then you can go, you know, or maybe like they interact, like you could sense how far the person was. Yeah, and at some point they just take off, but you could sort of run with them for a while. Right, on the track. that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. When else that? Again, this is sort of around the whole shoe retail. Um, again, yeah, any, anything too, like like uh, integrating with Fitbit or Apple Health. Yeah. Um, but if you have an app, you can tap into that data. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially if you're a shoe company or athletics or whatever, right? Reward people randomly. Yeah. You know, that's really um, cool. Give dude. them things. Yeah, my my twin too was again. You know their location. Yes. You know if they're at a competitor store? Yes. Give them a coupon for your store. Right. When yeah, they yeah. enter an area. Yeah. We've talked about that one for you years. Know, yeah, right? but no so one does it. It's kind of like the counterintelligence no thing, right? You yeah. want to, you know, you know you're in front of Starbucks, give them a caribou coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what are you doing there? You give love them caribou. an incentive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You remember caribou. Here's a <laughs> <Right>. dollar off, <laughs> right? Right. And beat their coupons, right? Yeah. It's it's really like the plundering is yeah, what totally. it is. Or right? especially too, if you have, um, not even like cross town, but if you have, pretty across the street locations yeah you know mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that right yeah that's they're, awesome. they're there to buy anyway there's intent right right you know? all right well so um i hit record a while ago so we've been recording all this stuff which is good because oh, that's funny um that's actually it, I, I was thinking about this and that's actually a pretty good intro i think to this topic right it's just like there's a lot of geeky goodness that i feel like that's like a, an actual if people wanted to peek behind how people think about technology and how agencies think about technology. Just like that three or four minutes just listening in and how fast they're like, hey, give me some ideas you got and like how yeah. fast things are changing. It's kind of a good idea to, uh, or a good uh, introduction to what we're here to talk about, <laughs> which is like this whole idea of, we were talking about this before. So like, we're so tired in the world of digital, of people saying, well, how can we push banners? How can we do, you know, websites? How can we do you know, online radio and things like that. And that's no longer what we would consider digital in its modern form. It's kind of like that's table stakes. If you're not doing that stuff, yeah. it's almost like you said, that's traditional stuff, mm-hmm. right? And in my book, that's traditional. Right? That's traditional yeah, stuff. That's, and, you know, be newspaper. It's like, yeah, it's exactly. It's like, oh, we get to do a banner ad? Oh, okay, it's news, yeah, right. right? Because you've everybody's been there, done that. And in fact, with so much fraud and all that kind of stuff going on out there, it's just kind of like, that's kind of neat and you can do some really interesting takeovers yeah i just saw one the other day on um i was on cnn's website and i was reading a story and they did the whole cracked screen thing Mm. and i remember thinking (laughs) i've seen this probably 50 times over the last five years when takeovers first started like the whole cracked screen and you're like oh no (laughs) i'm guessing this is an insurance ban ah there it Uh, is the insurance banner pops up right and and i just yeah i just saw that again and i and and i thought of you actually because i was like 
if you were here, we'd both be laughing about this going, oh my God, here we go again. It's a crack swim thing. <laughs> I roll. Um, I roll, exactly. So I think you have, just in, in talking about some of the topics that are really interesting, there's a couple that I, I really want to make sure that we uh, we dive into. But first, welcome to the Toddcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the intro part. Welcome to the LSB Marketing Toddcast, where we kick back over beverages and examine what's trending in the advertising and marketing world. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let's chat. Welcome to the Toddcast, where we uh, get together with uh, folks and, and have uh, really fun conversations about um, agency-related uh, topics. It could be marketing-related topics, all sorts of goodness relevant to what's going on out there in the world today. Today we've got Boone Sesfold, um, and he leads our uh, technology interactive division here at Lindsay Stone and Briggs, and and we're here to talk about all sorts of good stuff. And and I'm not here to talk about banner ads or websites. I think that's you know I think if I said that you'd get up and leave. <laughs> so, but uh, usually at the podcast, the first thing we do is talk about what you're drinking. We like to have a beverage, and we like to you know get the juices flowing and and get the creativity bubbling up to the top. And today we've chosen what do you got going there? Oh, I have a new Belgian rain. Yeah. India Pale Ale. Uh, yeah, New Belgium's done some uh, really good stuff lately. Um, and so the Rangers, it, it's a fantastic. I've got the, uh, I think I'm drinking, what is this, a Sam Adams, the Rebel IPA. So we're doing IPAs. We are. Yeah, that's um, so good. You know, all sorts of good stuff there, a little West Coast style with the Rebel IPA. Dig it. I've known you a long time. We've been, mm-hmm. we've been doing this a, a long time, and we've seen a lot of really, really fantastic um, innovations come our way. We've We've worked with a lot of brands out there that have been doing really cutting-edge stuff in the world of internet marketing, in the world of, think about pushing the boundaries from experiential to, you know, building booths and, and, and interacting with people on trade show floors, all the way to just crazy live stream type video experiences. And we've really seen the gamut over these years. And so I thought this would be a, a really fun podcast to, to talk about technology and, and bring in a, a technologist and somebody who's really been thinking about this stuff and really made it a, your career is, is really diving in and thinking about what's next and, and how to integrate you know, technology with um, information and create a meaningful experience with people. And so, so anyway, Boone, thanks for, for coming. I'm excited to talk about some of the things that you heard at the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I so. If I hadn't stopped and done, done an introduction, we would have been here literally for the next four hours talking. <laughs> and then go, we should probably hit record. Probably. But all right, so I want to just back up and kind of level set and say, so technology, right? So mm-hmm. when people talk about technologists and, you know, that's kind of one of these roles that's been around for a couple of years. It's primarily in, in, in agencies. We have these technologist roles. And it's really, like I said, it's bringing in information and technology and kind of fusing those things together. Talk just for a hot second about your background, you know, and, and, and what you what you started out in college and kind of how that led you down the path here to, to be what you are now. Sure. Yeah, thanks. No, I, uh, I went to college in Milwaukee, Milwaukee School of Engineering. Actually, I started off uh, in electrical engineering, super nerd, a circuitry, and a lot of a lot of tech. Built all sorts of crazy stuff in high school. Uh, sort of got that passion there. Yeah, and that sort of led into more web dev business school. So I changed mm-hmm. to technical communications, uh, bachelor of science, and web design certificate minor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which led me to marketing, mm-hmm. where I worked with you at a small company in town called Net Concepts. They were software service and consulting, all SEO uh, at the core of everything we did. We had some web dev, we had e-com, sort of at the start of the dot-com boom. 
And then we got bought by Cavario, a company out of San Diego. Um, and they decided to keep a few of us around and allowed us to work from home. So like you and I stuck around and, and played that game for a while before coming here. Mm -hmm. I was their uh, curriculum developer and uh, instructional designer. So we got to train a lot of major brands on SEO and our software and services there. And we mm -hmm. had a crazy tracking department, Sony and ConAgra, IBM, Lenovo, a lot of huge companies. And again, see that company, we, we've been out of there for what, five years now, mm -hmm. but that company then has gone on and was purchased by iProspect. So a, it's so a lot of, a lot of hands on. So you, you basically went from a kid who was tinkering, mm -hmm. um, very hands on. And, uh, so you've always had that in your DNA. And so understanding the, the, the hands-on technology side, but then also the information side and really understanding the development and, and understanding the information flow and then working for, you know, arguably one of the, the top analytics companies mm -hmm. out there and, and working with the curriculum and software to, to really understand how that works. And it's kind of like that's how a technologist is born, right? It's somebody who likes to tinker. It's somebody who likes to, they understand code. They understand how to bring in information and kind of piece the, that puzzle together. So yeah, thanks for that. I think it's mm -hmm. a it's an interesting it's an interesting time where this is um, kind of the expected now, right? I mean, mm -hmm. people people want experiences and they they value them. And you look at all, at all the brands out there that are really killing it. Watch the Super Bowl. You watch you know ads during the playoffs. You know the Cubs just won the World Series, and all through that playoff series, there's just these fantastic advertisements and commercials and brand connections everything from on the field to, to in the commercials to in digital when you're you know you could tweet at the cubs and they tweet back to you or you could do you know facebook messenger you could do all this great stuff that's all a technologist behind the scenes helping connect all those dots you know i really love the ideas of how we're how we're thinking about stretching what's possible and, and really making some of those connections out there. So, you know, gamified, gamifying experiences is something that is near and dear to, to you. This is something that I know that we've kicked ideas around for years. How do you gamify an experience and make it something that people just want to keep coming back? And, you know, one of the things that you were um, kind of just lightly touching on was this whole proximity and, you know, using RFID or using, you know, a proximity detection to, to enhance an experience. And so, Talk a little bit more about your uh, your basketball example. And I'm not sure if um, any of you guys remember, but there was this Nike did this um, did this campaign where they built out a couple shoe stores where they had this, this court where you could reenact Michael Jordan's big shot. You could have the college from North Carolina, or you could have him with the Bulls. You know, and if you're not familiar, Michael Jordan hit a lot of buzzer beating, game winning, series winning shots and you could reenact that experience by being right at the place in the floor and they would put the crowd out there and put the volume up and it'd be like you're there and you do the shot and if you hit it the crowd goes wild and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff what's your thoughts on uh, on how to extend that and what you're thinking about how how you could bring that kind of interactive experience alive yeah that was a super cool campaign yeah, I know you could sort of, I think you might have even had like like feet placement on the floor. Mm -hmm. like you had to be at a certain place oh, sure. at a certain time and then yeah. shoot, you know, with like seconds left. Yep. Yep. Super cool experience. And again, that's a great like in-person, super interactive. But again, a couple of couple riffs, you could do like the VR experience too, mm -hmm. you know. So maybe maybe you're not playing as Michael Jordan, but you could be sitting in the audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael Jordan could be anybody or some major game or maybe the, you know... Cubs World yeah, Series, right. you know, yeah. you get to be in the crowd and experience right. that. You, know, yeah, you get yeah. to hear Bill Murray sing the national anthem. Right. Um, yeah. Kind of a big deal. Uh, again, if you want to play with the court, and again, you that sort of just 
projected where you should be. It didn't know where you were. Right. And you had to play along. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if it was far more integrated? What if it knew where you were? So then at that point, it's your steps. It's not somebody right. else's. So you're talking like like little uh, RFID or proximity based yeah, oh, chips sure. in your shoe? Yeah, and, and, it and they interact shoe, with the cord. Be, or... It could be the floor. It yeah. could be you know pressure sensitivity mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be beacons. Yeah, um, they've got some longer range ones too. Uh, Estimote mm-hmm. just came out with. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But even at that, if it knew where you were, you know, you've got a distance. You could you, again, you could have a laser pointer on the backboard, mm-hmm. so you know, like to bank a shot. Right. You know exactly yeah. where to hit. Right. Right. Um, you know, and as you as you move around the court, you know that would, of course would change mm-hmm. change position. Yeah. Yeah, so that would actually be pretty cool from just a training perspective. Like, what if you could have a half court that was designed to have the either the floor sensitivity or the chips in the shoe, and you could actually program in, like, I'm a guard, and so I would like a, a guard, you know, aggressive training session for an hour, and it would map out on the floor all the drills you need to do and where you need to be and then, you know, where you need to shoot based on where you are and the angles, and you could really try and perfect that whole thing and the timing of where you need to be. Oh, for sure, and yeah. Then, and then what if you interjected like a defense? Could you do that? Yeah, maybe you could do that. Yeah, I was thinking too, like even if, if you recorded it, you could get a printout afterwards of what you missed, where you hit. Right. You know, what worked. Yeah. Yeah, maybe defense. That would yeah. be pretty sweet if you could get that get that figured out. Yeah. Well, um, just from the analytics side, I love what you said about a report. Like what if it you went in there, you know, you did your, your workout and then you got a report back, but then the next time it knew that you really, well, you really struggled at those baseline shots. And so mm-hmm. it really like heavied up on those. So it got more, yeah. more play time. You know oh, what I mean? Like sure. it became this yeah. custom training yeah. scenario. Yeah, and like you know what? Reports. This may exist for all I know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, but it sounds that. really cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I yeah, love the awesome. idea of extending it. How technology could work with those types of things to, to help extend an idea and make it into something a little bit more and mm-hmm. a little bit more valuable. Or what if you too, what if it wasn't even a training program? What if it was a store, like mm-hmm. an in-store actual finish line type store and mm-hmm. if you bought a pair of basketball shoes this was an experience that you could do at yeah. the store right you know put your right. shoes on and go play mm-hmm. could be yeah kind of fun. and so you just hit the court and then you get yeah. to you yeah, get to exactly. play like yeah. yeah so but you had to buy a pair of shoes at that store right whether it was that day or not right 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 um, again incentive yeah. to show up to the brick and mortar so you could buy like a steph curry pair of shoes yeah right right or you could buy like a like i don't know, it used to be Dwayne wade i don't know who <laughs> but i mean you, you could you could buy these different branded shoes and then go in and actually play like them. Right? Yeah, and oh, have for it all sure, mapped out. Right? Like, or maybe okay. too, maybe that's what the court is. Maybe you're playing you're playing the court. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be kind of fun. Yeah. That's such um, an interesting pro. idea. I, yeah, I like that. RFID is such an interesting thing that you're enabled to do so much with it. And we were talking a little bit about the whole idea of using RFID and and, uh, you know, Amazon is talking about being able to go into a store and buy, you know, put all this stuff in a cart and literally walk out the door and it just charges to your Amazon account, your prime account and, and off you go and it adjusts inventory. It, it charges your, your credit card and, and you don't have to check out. It's been the dream of retail for years, right? And we both know this just from being on the front lines of, of, of a lot of retail clients for 15 years. This is the dream. You don't need a checkout, right? You don't need an inventory system to, to manage that. Your shrinkage gets dramatically reduced because you're able to track through everything and where it is. People can't just literally walk out the doors without that chip being sensed. So what what are some of the ideas you have there and, and you know how that could be working and, and how do you think that, that idea, like where do you think that's going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, Amazon Go, that's super cool. Um, again, there needs to be more than the one in Seattle, but... Super cool concept. And even too, I think inventory is something that a lot of stores struggle with 
anyway, mm-hmm. like grocers. And there's, there's a couple startups in town that have been trying to keep track of inventory. But again, like now everything's tracked. Like that's how it works. It's not something, a consideration for later. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love the fact that you can just, yeah, grab something and go. And especially more urban areas, that's that's a huge win. Busy, populated, you know, go in, grab a sandwich, venture out. Yeah, and two, then they know, too, what's selling, what's not. And they know that in real time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or maybe, too, if you're, if you're Amazon, you're like, oh, you purchased a lot of smart water. Would you right. like to sign up for a subscription? Yeah. Or here's here's one of their uh, dash buttons mm-hmm. for smart water. Right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of integrated play that, that they could run from the store and from the data that they collect. I wonder if there's an interesting tie-in to, I'm always thinking data, and I know you are, too. The experience in and of itself is, is a great thing. But the, the data that you get off of that experience because of the way the technology is working is, is to me, really where the gold mine is. So I wonder if there's a way that you could track behavior as well. So, you know, you go in and, you, you know, if RFID is based on movement, can you set up movement and, and understand how people, how their shopping patterns become evolved? So, you know, you think about this, like, I'm going to go to a grocery store. And, you know, the first thing you do when you come into a grocery store these days is you hit produce, right? (laughs) And you put some produce Mm -hmm. in your cart. But as you start putting certain items into your cart and it's moving down the shelf aisles, is there a way to track patterns with that? So you know that when somebody buys peanut butter, their very next stop and a high percentage rate is jelly. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. how do you start tying those things together to create a more meaningful and almost like... Uh, I want to say economical, but more efficient system for people. You know, if you start realizing that people buy these two types of items, put them next to each other, they get a better experience. You know, for years we've known that people go in to buy milk. They put the milk at the back of the store. So you go through the whole damn store to to buy your milk, right? I get it, right? Everybody does that because they want you to buy stuff and there's that human nature. But I wonder if there's a good mix of that and making an efficiency so Mm -hmm. that it's easier to put other things in your cart as you're kind of going down. Because I think, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I forget a lot of stuff when I go to the store without it like a concrete list. Yeah. You know? yeah, I don't you know. You go in for three things, come out with 17, right. and forget the three you went in for. Right. That's essential. <laughs> I got a 10-gallon <laughs> hat and a ping-pong paddle. <laughs> came in exactly yeah, what I needed. Dumb and dumb reference. Um, yep. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, with that because it's no longer you're tracking shopping habits as a whole. You're tracking shopper habits on the individual level. Right. Yeah, you know, so sure you you shop at Target now and you mm-hmm. check out you like if you don't have a red card it spits out this random like rollerball game of coupons and oh, yeah. random things yeah. so like whether yeah. you need it or not or it's a coupon for the thing you just bought right um, yeah you know but with the Amazon like maybe you're you commonly buy something on a Tuesday so mm-hmm. on Monday they give you a coupon for the thing right. you're gonna buy yeah yeah um, or the reverse they you're not buying something that they'd like the coupon to introduce you to something new right there's, there's a marketing play maybe they sell. You know, they sell that couponing to a brand, mm-hmm. you know, Tuesdays, you can buy your spot, buy your position. You know, I wonder, um, I was thinking about this the other day. So I was at the grocery store and, you know, I'm checking out at the self-checkout and it's like, did you put in your rewards card? And I was like, oh, I totally forgot my rewards mm-hmm. card. I can save like a dollar. So I put in my, re- you know, put in the phone number and then activates the rewards card and, and it have it on me. And um, at that moment, and this is this is ridiculous because I've been in this business for a long time. But it, it's funny how the closer you are to it, the more you forget that you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. I was like, aha, I got it. Something connected in my head and I was like, I forgot I was one of the people feeding the data into the system. Because 
hours before I was planning media for, for one of our clients and I was thinking about all of the data points that I have access to on behalf of that media vendor, mm-hmm. credit card data, scan data, you know, and where do you think they're pulling that from? People that use yeah. rewards cards yeah, and people program. that use loyalty programs and things like that. And I was just like, of course. So they already have yeah. this data. And, I, and, and, and it occurred to me that would I exchange a little bit more? Would I be willing to, instead of a loyalty card, just have an app? You know, like Amazon has, mm-hmm. you already have an app. Would I be willing to just have that app go in and out of a store and have a charge and RFID and, and do all that greatness? I just walk out the door. But in exchange for that, they're pulling my data and making the store more efficient for me or more efficient for the, the masses as they come in just based on their patterns. Pretty cool thing. Pretty cool. They're already using the data anyway. In fact, they're selling the data <laughs> they are, to yeah. Yeah. you know all these places anonymized. that we use to target. Yeah, it's all anonymized, but yeah, of course. But we're they're selling that data to, to for us to be able to target people using other technologies. So pretty cool stuff. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I, I, you know, we, we kind of touched on the gamify thing, but I'd, I'd like to go more into that. I love the whole idea of gamifying experiences. And I'm wondering if there's other things that you've been thinking about that are kind of like, boy, I'd really like to try that. I'd, I'd love to try and figure out how to gamify some experiences. Yeah, we certainly can. And yeah, there's, there's always stuff to do. And I think too, that's if you're as a brand, you've got a, a reason to believe or you're providing that to your customer quickly and easily. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a lot of a lot of things you can do, but you need a reason behind it. And again, same thing with like like data too. Probably off topic, but it's hard to collect that stuff mm-hmm. as a, as a nerd who has to program all that stuff. So as long as you're doing something with it and you're providing value to the customer, to mm-hmm. the client, um, yeah. whatever, I think that's where the win is. And if you can mm-hmm. do that in an offline online environment, that's a total win. Right. Right. Which right. is kind of where that the gamification comes yeah. into play. It's yeah. Like, yeah. What, what can I do? How can I get them to interact with me more? For sure. You know, total pull. Yeah. But yeah, we were t- we were talking a little bit earlier too about um, like running and, mm-hmm. and races and shoes and yeah, and if you can if you can take that offline piggyback, you know, Pokemon Go is kind of seen its day but you know what if you were a shoe company or your rei or your big outdoor retailer you mm-hmm. know if you could put put rfid chips or put beacons out on popular trails you know running paths you know whether you're mm-hmm. you know in the middle of nowhere on a trail yeah. or you're right. you know right, right. downtown chicago right you know you've, you've got a route like you're running you collect points mm-hmm. or you you unlock certain things by yeah. hitting areas you know it's yeah. geofence or like geocaching but you're on a regular trail You'd be there anyway. You might as well earn some points. Maybe after so many points, you get swag from the company. Yeah, you or get something gear. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. gear. Like, oh, I see you've you know you've put on a thousand miles on those mm-hmm. Adidas shoes. Yeah, you know here's yeah. A, here's I've a seen you and you've been to four national parks. You deserve a Yeti cooler. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> you were because everyone. By the way, Yeti. Everyone deserves a Yeti cooler. <laughs> no, um, I I love the idea that you could create a, a gamified experience in those environments because it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, so I was just out with my family and we went to Yellowstone and we went to Custer State Park in South Dakota. We did a lot of trails. We did a lot of national parks. We did a lot of exploring and we used REI's app and they have a great, great app for national parks and they do a good job. And that was actually one of the things that we as a family talked about, like how cool would it be? And this was my, at the time he was 11, my 11 year old son was like, this would be really cool. You know, we have this app and it's showing us the map and how we could, you know, get around the park and stuff. It'd be really cool if we could 
check in or if we could get points. You know, you were able to go into park, like you said, and you hit a mile marker and you hit, the, you get these achievement points for doing this. And, and, you know, at the time he was like, that's a, that's a really, we should do that. We should make those things. And he's like, <laughs> how do we do that? And I'm like, I have no idea, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know people awesome. who know how to do that. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love the idea that you're bringing up of doing like a mile marker RFID check-in that works with an app that you already yeah. have. And so it's a, you know, that's like a small Bluetooth signal or whatever right. that is that, that gives off the ability to do that. But being able to create wayfinders and, mm-hmm. and checkpoints for people, for the people who want it. And for the people who don't want it, they don't even know, right? That doesn't exist. Yeah, right. You know, so for the people that like, I don't want to have an app. I just want to go get lost in Yellowstone. Awesome. Which is kind of cool too. Yeah. yeah. But if people who do want to have mm-hmm. the app and find out where they are yeah. and, you know, have a gamified experience, it's, you know, like you said, Pokemon Go was huge, huge, right? People, I mean, I could see people in my neighborhood, which is crazy to see in the in the middle of Wisconsin in this suburb. Oh my gosh. Place. People walking around <laughs> everywhere. Our neighborhood too. Right. Yeah, like yeah. just around the neighborhood. It wasn't even like parks nearby, yeah. just walking around the neighborhood. And I thought, why, that's really cool. People yeah. are I'm like yelling at people to get off our yard. Yeah, like, get, off my get, off, get off my lawn. But I think that's a really cool yeah. experience. And you think that's something that's not too difficult to pull off? No, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, logistically, if you're doing a national park service or something, there's a few more lo- logistics to work through. But again, too, like there's like if you remember to like the, you know, Madison Children's Museum that membership gets you access or discounts to all the national. Oh, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you, you could team up with that as well. You know, maybe right. you've visited so many or you've done right. so many miles mm-hmm. or you've, well, seems right. like maybe you get discounted subscription for next year. Um, right. But again, you could track all that stuff and it could be, it could be super cool. Yeah. Or even too, if you are, um, I mean, Nike plus, right. They have all these challenges and you've got friends they do. And, yeah. and they've yeah. got all that already. But what if, what if you hosted a race, you had a race day, like there was a predetermined path, you know the users. Yeah. You don't need a bib. You don't need to pay all this extra money for swag. You know what I mean? You yeah, just yeah. like you're gonna sign up on a certain day and you're gonna do this race with all these other people. You'd know a winner because you'd have GPS. Right, right. You right. could easily yeah. and quickly track, you know, all of these group events in different cities. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and again too, like you know who won. You've got all mm-hmm. the data. You can right. you know have Nike send the person who won something. That's interesting. It's almost like there's a um, typically you work with an event coordinator and mm-hmm. then, you know you do all of that stuff and it's proper timing and it's sanctioned and things like that but this is much more of a uh yeah it's an organic thing yeah, it's an organic thing for totally. something people are doing already yeah people are doing it and you know and perhaps nike's even thinking about those things but that's Indeed. that's a really interesting example of people that can i think about how often people will get together just to do that to bike to run to swim to do whatever mm-hmm. at just a park on any given morning any given afternoon and it's like yeah you could coordinate that all through one app, all through, you have all the data and you could, yeah. you know, you don't need a bib. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just have it by start and end location. Whoever got there first wins. I mean, yeah, it's just right. really neat. I like that. Yeah. It's almost like crowdsourcing your. Oh, for sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. That's don't, interesting. Don't tell my buddy that works at a, at a race timing company here. Yeah. At race day events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it could be it could be an interesting play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gamification is just fun. I mean, you got camaraderie with people, and I mean, sure, there's the, the competitive piece to it, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is just getting together with yeah. know, like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. You know, the sort of yeah. the badge, that brand badge yeah. of I'm I'm with you, I'm like you. You know, you know I did this. Um, it's a kind of a funny story tied with that. We we got back from that Yellowstone trip I was talking about, and we were all like, "Oh, national parks," you know, and we were gonna. It's the you know anniversary for the parks this year, and it's a big year, and. We signed up for our first virtual race. 
and it was done through the national, it was like this virtual mm. race club and, you know, it was for all the proceeds went to the national parks for their anniversary. So we signed up for this virtual 5k and it's like, yeah, we can do a 5k easy, you know? And so they, they had a set day for it. Everybody signed up online and then you just put your times in. You came back afterwards and you put your time in for running your 5k. You just time it on your watch and, and then they gave away prizes and stuff. But then, you know, everybody who participated, they mailed you a t-shirt and a medal. You know, huh. And the medal is really cool. Yeah, that's like a, really cool. You know, it's a ranger hat, which is actually kind of a cool medal. But taking that one step further, like it's great because I had to come back and remember to put my time and stuff in. But had it was just been synced to something like Nike Plus or something like that, it would have just known, right? And it would have oh, just yeah, known like sure. on this Saturday, my data got sent over and you just yeah. synced the two together. Yeah. Like Matt Maride. Like Matt Maride. Yeah, yeah totally. Runners, yeah. Yep, yep. Good job. So um, I'm interested in talking uh, um, about connected devices so you know it's kind of we're, we're dancing around that topic a little bit and everybody talks about the connected home and everybody talks about you know the connected self and the quantified self which is you know I think that term's kind of died down a little bit but I think it's just as important as ever people carry around Fitbits people have their garments people have all these devices now that tell them to move get up walk here's your heart rate here's your sleep pattern here's all this kind of stuff what are people doing with that data and is there better things we could be doing with that data yeah, well, I think too that's that's a good play for for apps. Um, I know Apple's probably a little close to the chest on it, but mm -hmm. if if that was, I know you can input, but I don't know what you can get out of it. Right. But again, if you were an app and you could access that, and especially, I mean, Fitbit, I guess you, you're doing that already, and you're you're feeding the pipeline there. But I mean, you could gamify that. You're already mm -hmm. you're already collecting it. You already got probably a friends list. But as a brand, is there a play there as and as a separate? You know, like your Nike Plus, great. You didn't have it on. You didn't get credit for it. You know what I mean? So right. like if you don't take yeah, a picture yeah. of it, it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like could you could you tie into that? Could you still give them credit? You know, mm -hmm. your Nike Plus, Fitbit, you know, or Under Armour, whatever you're mm -hmm. using. What's the cross play for them? Could they do something together? Yeah, because a lot of that's really interesting. And you almost like once it's there, you yourself sort of are engaging in the gamification. Like you yeah. want you want to see it. Yeah, Whether for sure. If anybody else sees it, I mean, yeah. that's great too. But yeah. you yourself want to be like, oh, I'm tracking this day yeah. and this day. It's crazy how like addicting that is to oh, see your data. Weird. You're like, you know what? I did 8,000 steps yesterday. I'm doing 8,004. <laughs> right? Here I go. Yeah. It, it, is, yeah, it is pretty interesting to see that. I, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, your thoughts on connecting that data to other things. So, you know, healthcare is obviously a big... Healthcare shifted over the last few years um, and who knows what the future is going to be. But it's really shifted to be you know, outcome-based and it's all about wellness and it's all about keeping people well and, and less about keeping people in the system. They want them out of the system more than they want them in. You know, and I, I wonder how this quantified self and this data that they now have available to them pretty much all around, it's surrounding them now. So you walk into a house these days, you know, if you were to build a home right now, you'd have literally hundreds of choices of connected devices that you can put into your home where you can have everything from your oven to your blender to your, you know, thermostat to your doorbell and every lights, TV, you know, alarm system, everything it can be integrated together into this smart home and and now you can integrate your Fitbit and you can integrate your Garmin and stuff mm -hmm. into those environments and it's like everything's connected. Um, it'll even adjust your mattress. Your sleep yeah, number bed can adjust based on your sleep patterns and it'll move the, you know, it's like, it'll turn, it, it's crazy to think about. It's like the Jetsons, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, not too far off. But what's the, what's the, you know, day. in your head, like what's the opportunity for brands who want to be, you know, smart about this because mm -hmm. it's really expensive to jump into that. Um, but that seems to be where a lot of tech is going. Yeah. What are the brand, you know, what are the opportunities yeah. that you see? 
I love that stuff. I am such a nerd for that. Our whole house is connected with random things. And it's funny you mentioned the like Fitbit Nike Plus integration, but I mean we've got we've got connected lights. Yeah. We've got inside and out. We've got Amazon Echo. We've got uh, oh my gosh, what else do we have? Nest. Yeah, Nest. All of Nest stuff. Yeah, we're like such nerds for that stuff. But I mean, how funny would it be like if you hit your goal, whether it's Nike Plus or or Garmin or whatever, you know what I mean? And you come home and as you enter some sort of location, like the lights come on and Amazon Echo plays Chariots of Fire as you right. come up into the garage. Right, yeah, It's yeah. like rewarding you for doing something right. good. Yeah, or it you unlocks know? the beer fridge. It unlocks the beer fridge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. You know, it's yeah. funny, but that's that's dumb easy. It's simple, and you could do it today. Like, mm-hmm. that's all easily, right. easily doable. Right, but like, what's the like, benefits for, for, for some brands? Like... If you're one of those brands, you're like, yeah, I've got this. I can connect and stuff. But, you know, what's the real benefit for the users and, and for the people? Well, I think, too, if, if as a brand, if you can make someone's life easier, let them do something faster or better, the goal is to meet them where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing these things already, they're, you know, you can you can allow them as the user to interact with your brand in a fun way uh, or interesting or a valuable way. Yeah. Especially like, like Amazon Echo. I think a lot of their... Oh, what are they called? Skills. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting play that a lot of brands aren't doing. Some are, but they're random brands. You need like Pizza Hut. Yeah. You know, what like are they Domino's. Doing? Yeah. Like, what you, are, you like give order, me an example. You can, you can order like you like Alexa. Order me a large deep dish pepperoni, and it's hooked up to your account. So then it'll just auto order from the nearest location and have it delivered to your house, which is super cool. But it's like, why aren't major brands in that space? You've got essentially a a physical bot, you know, you've got like, like Facebook messenger and that's great. Only cool. If you've got the app, right. You've got one. Alexa is a bot, mm-hmm. you know, it's an automated system connected to the world Yeah, and you can ask it questions right. without having to type it in, without having to have, you know, your phone on you tie in, make that useful. You know, if you're, you know, maybe you're a healthcare brand mm-hmm. and you could, Oh, we, you know what? We, we played t- with that. What was that did. one we played with? I think it was at Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, or who uh, was that? No, I don't remember. It was, it was somebody else. It wasn't Cleveland. Um, yeah. yeah, they totally had an app. And, and it, it was like, asking about children's stuff, yeah, right? Like, was, what's the, what's like, the fever for children? Exactly. And, the yeah, logic yeah, yeah. was super yeah. cool because it would ask you yeah. a question, and then based on that answer, it would ask mm-hmm. you another question, Correct. and another question, yeah. and eventually get down to whether you should call a doctor or not. Right, right. Very, very useful. Very useful. And especially, too, like with, um, we've got two two small kids, too, and like, new formula old formula for Tylenol what do you give what's the weight what's the dose Mm -hmm. you know all the stuff that you're frantically doing at two in the morning you're trying to read the paper then your drawer of stuff and P.S. the kid's screaming oh my god (laughs) seriously they're crying you're crying yeah it's a hot mess and you can easily be like Alexa what's the dose for a 35 pound child new formula Tylenol that's funny you say that I, I think just you know in my recent you know last week um you know my son would come home middle son come home nine year nine years old and he'll say, Alexa, set a timer for 25 minutes, and he'll go read. And he just sets it. Alexa does its thing. And then in the mornings, the kids will be like, Alexa, what's the uh, weather? The The interesting thing there is how do brands do that, though? Like, like how do you know it's a good idea? Because, you know, anybody could do it. You could have Newell Rubbermaid. <laughs> should be like, should, I, should we get in the Amazon space, in the Echo space? Because, you know, there may be questions for Alexa. Mm-hmm. Is that a valuable marketing endeavor or is it, mm-hmm. or is that maybe something you should really think about versus yeah. like, you know, Betty Crocker who could get in and have all these connections to 
the environment, which I think are already there. Like, hey, how many cups are in a court? How much, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, that are things that could naturally tie in. Yeah, right. Or, yeah, your Williams-Sonoma, you've got mm-hmm. a digital thermometer. Yes. That's now tied to Alexa and just tells you rather than having to check it, you know, when your food is done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, too, that's... Is that a thing? It's not a thing. It oh, should be a thing. That should be a thing. <laughs> it's like a meat thermometer? Yeah, a meat thermometer. Okay, that, yeah, was actually, right. that was actually just, a really cool idea. I like that. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but it, it just gets, lights up. It just your, lights up, right? Your dinner's done. Right, or the lights come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's the question, though. Like, you could probably make it work, but the brand needs to ask, is it on brand? Does it provide value? And if the answer is yes, then absolutely do it. Right. And it doesn't seem like it's an expensive endeavor. I'm using giant quotes on that oh, because yeah. it could be. It could be millions mm-hmm. of dollars. But it doesn't seem like that's it's a to test it, mm-hmm. to, to try like small bets. Place some small bets and be like, hey, let's see if this is something mm-hmm. that actually could work. Do you know of any any brands that have have done that have have said hey maybe we should test this a little bit and see if it works? Well, I think a lot of brands on again with Alexa skills do that. That's how they start. Mm-hmm. I think that's a smart play. As you do, you have an app, you have a skill that does one small thing, and you like see what? How, What's an example? Well, I think even like the, like the Domino's was it Domino's mm-hmm. or Pizza Hut? You know that was that was an easy one, or even like some, I, I guess it just jokes automatically. You can mm-hmm. Alexa tell me a joke. I think some of those those brands, those apps, those integrations, it's easy. You just you try one thing. It does one thing, you know, Alexa, it triggers something and it gives you a response. It doesn't have to be like this full fledged, amazing, you know, million dollar app when it launches. Mm-hmm. Get the adoption, get people to interact with it. Right. And then release number two, come up with something else. You right. iterate. Right, right. See what works. Yeah. I mean it's the same thing we do every day in right, right. with websites and banners and you know, all of our media buys, you see what works. I haven't seen any brands who have made it a broad awareness campaign on activating Alexa with them. So, for example, to do, you could do jokes with Alexa. Tell me a knock-knock joke. Mm-hmm. Alexa will tell you a joke. And they're pretty good, by the way. There's also a Star Wars one. Mm-hmm. And that happened because of the release of um, the last Star Wars movie. That was part of the Force Amazon. Awakens. Yeah, the Force Awakens. The, uh, the Amazon team programmed that. But for some, you have to enable the functionality, mm-hmm. right? For like Johnny Walker, do. I think, is doing that, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's Johnny Walker. It's One Johnny of the, the whiskey brands is doing a... Um, yeah, I don't know if it's Johnny Walker or not. I can't remember. Um, but one is either a whiskey, a whiskey or a um, a rye brand, maybe I don't I don't remember. But they were it was an alcohol brand, and they were enabling Alexa to tell you drink recipes, oh, yeah. right? You and they would that give you suggestions. Really familiar. Yeah, yeah, and and this is a that? recent thing, but you have to enable it. You do, but there's a, I haven't seen any brand campaigns that talk about enabling Alexa for that. So how do you mm-hmm. get the word out then? <laughs> well, it's it's funny too. That that's a tough question. That really is because even the companies that are doing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty clever, right? Unless you're a nerd, you know, reading about it, you right. don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of random brands. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Alexa Skills, there's just random stuff that you would never think would be on there, or they you wouldn't think would be first to market, you know, in that yeah, category. Yeah. But they yeah. are, you know. I think that's the that's the tough thing is I think people are, are starting to question like, what's our play, right? You know, or they think about it too long. It's like just right, right. try it, just try right, something, right. find one thing that will add value, and do it. Try right. it. Do you think it's an early adopter space? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. So is it like? You would find out about these things by looking at TechCrunch or Reddit mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, following those types of things. And you would just stumble across it and then you'd be like, hey, I know about this. And then word of mouth yeah. spreads. Like a, I, well, I mean, that, that's how I hear about stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like classic early adopter stuff. And oh, then, absolutely. you know, pretty soon Alexa's got TV commercials 
or Amazon's got TV mm-hmm. commercials about um, the Echo and the, the functionality that you can have on there. Like, mm-hmm. Alexa, order me flowers. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and some of that right? stuff's... Yeah, that's fun and interesting, too. But again, they're not really promoting these skills a whole lot either. No, but you can't order flowers. You have to enable it to yeah, order exactly. flowers, yeah, you have right? to, yeah. yeah, I think there is a play there. And it's interesting, and you're already... If you have it, you probably have a couple other devices, mm-hmm. whether it be a doorbell or yeah, yeah. lights or... You know, I've got I've got lights that <laughs> that that flash every time the Badgers score a touchdown. That's really nerdy. It's super nerdy, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. They flash red. They flash red. That's awesome. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, good. it's super nerdy. Yeah. Um, but again, like it's all a half of us voice activated. It's totally hands free. Right. And yeah. I don't I don't know where where you got yours, but we've got ours in the kitchen, and it's yeah. awesome. It's so easy. Like you, like I was playing with the kids the other day in the living room, and I could hear Jess asking Alexa for a conversion. You know, she was trying to convert. I don't know what it was like pints to cups or something yeah. you know yeah. just, like it wasn't even like a thing right she just did it like right. just was cutting stuff up and did it and went about yeah, her yeah. business like, yeah that's so cool yeah that's yeah. how you, you know have, it's got a meaningful yeah. role now because it exactly. just fits right in right you didn't have to wash your hands and dig out your phone yep. and it was awesome yeah yeah that's the dream for technology right i mean yeah. it's like when you have that you know you've made it mm-hmm. yeah well um i think it's been great man I yeah, think this has been a, a really fun conversation. I'm, if folks are interested in, in how to make your lights flash red <laughs> or yellow or black or, or yeah, whatever, your, uh, whatever your whatever your uh, team. your college team of choice is, you can always reach out. But all kidding aside, I think that this is a this is a valuable conversation and and one that I know we have a lot here and that we love to have this conversation with other folks with um, and make sure that the dialogue keeps going on what is next what is um technology what does it mean how does it fit in with our marketing plans how does it fit in with our brand like you said if it's not right for the brand maybe you shouldn't do it yeah i think there's there's you have to ask that's yeah. the first question yeah, does yeah. it make sense i mean because there's all sorts of bells and whistles and latest and greatest but if it doesn't if it's not on brand and you're not providing value to the customer don't don't bother yeah don't bother you know, i think there's a lot of opportunity to do that but again, it needs to make sense. And you're, you're trying to hit the customer where they are. And if they don't have Echo, you, you know that 1% of your customers use it, then maybe you need to invest in something else. Right. You know, but if it's more like 20, 30, 40%, then that's something you need to get into. And it doesn't sound like it's that difficult. No, so. no. And, and we have we have thoughts and we think about this stuff all the time here is, you know, how can we make this work? What's, mm-hmm. what's the play? What's the value add? Why would they use it? You know, how are we improving their lives? Why does it? Why does the brand matter to them? And how can we make that fit in with the latest tag? Right. So it's a fun. It's a fun. Thing. All right. Well, cheers. Yeah. You did your podcast. Look at that. How's that feel? You nailed it. Thanks, dude. <laughs>